0: episode 23 get out of here satan what up everybody big 23 big jordan episode you know what i'm saying real mvp <laughs> jesus, christ. jesus christ yes sir jesus christ, jesus christ. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> all right let's go ahead and uh start off with a little little prayer get our head right get our heart right and just get this holy spirit flowing Dear God, we just welcome you into this time, God, and we thank you for this time. Lord, I pray that every person listening, and me and Chris included, would just cherish this moment where we get to spend with you, get to speak of your holy name and and the, the truth that you've laid out for us in your word, God. Lord, I pray that we would speak from your text, from your your heart posture, Lord, from where you want us to be at. God, I ask that the Holy Spirit would guide us and that the Holy Spirit would fill those that are listening, God. Lord, allow us to glorify your name tonight, God. And, Lord, I just pray whoever is listening, Lord, receives your love, receives your your wisdom and your power, God. In your my name we pray. Amen. All right, so Sermon on the Mount Part 2. If you guys weren't here last week, jump back to Episode 22. Get a little uh, little uh context to what we're talking about. So last week we really focused on the, the Beatitudes, which is the beginning of of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which is um, starts in Matthew chapter five, and then the whole sermon runs until the end of seven. So it's like five to seven, and this was uh basically just Jesus' biggest. I guess message to us, you know it kind of laid down it laid out the the road for us to walk on as followers of christ and and how to live in a way that that honors him and honors the kingdom but and basically, just by walking along these principles he laid out to us, it's gonna lead us to a life that is good and pleasing to him that's gonna be fruitful you know our our works and our faith are gonna show through how we kind of acknowledge and accept what he laid out in this this sermon so um basically just kind of kind of a loose little description is like it's kind of like the ten commandments um you know it talks about not worrying it talks about your treasures in heaven not on earth given to the needy loving your enemies it talks about divorce adultery lust murder you know just kind of kind of all the the things that we're not supposed to do and also the things that we are supposed to do so we're going to kind of try our best to break it down in a way that y'all understand um but it's most important that you guys do go into the book and actually read it for yourselves you know because you don't want to base your your walk of faith just based on what me and chris say tonight um it's got to be a, a relational thing where where you you want to follow what God lays out for us, not because we're rule followers and we're checking boxes, but through faith, you know, we're, we're walking in the way he wants us to. And through that walk, it allows us to, to spread the love that he has for us and for those around us. And the more we love him, the more we're going to try our best to listen to what he says and to, to follow these rules and walk in the way that he would. And just really out of a place of respect, a place of love, and a place of fear. So I'm gonna go ahead and hand it off to Chris. Let him hop off the porch. Yes, yeah, so Um,
1: I think last week we did. I think talk a little bit about the law, the commandments as well. Uh, but we did focus a lot on the beatitudes. Um, you know, as far as like how I, I just listen two different podcasts and it's talking about how Matthew sets up his gospel and the whole point of the gospel is it's broken down into five different speeches of Jesus's uh, teachings and it's really to show the the teacher the rabbi of Jesus right and his first teaching in uh, the book of Matthew is the Sermon on the Mount that we're doing and uh, he starts with the Beatitudes obviously like we talked about last week the blessed like all the, the blessed right the people who are blessed on earth, um f- for whatever and it's neat right because it's going through your weaknesses and it's saying that you're blessed you're blessed because of whatever weakness you have, which is a brand new teaching, uh f- for the Jewish people, right and then he comes into, right the the law basically, um which, you know I think. I don't know, my interpretation of him going into the law and like kind of how he talks about it is just the way that it's broken down. Like as far as the law had been taught up until that point was as if people could perfect the law, uh, live righteously and be considered righteous in the eyes of God. Right. And the way that Jesus breaks the law down is that it is impossible to be completely righteous in the eyes of God, that everyone is a sinner and that the reason everyone is a sinner is because it's not just about the actions you do, but it's also about your heart and your your mind, right? Like, even thinking unpure thoughts would be considered sin in the eyes of God, right? And so, this is the first time it's taught in this way to the Jews. And is uh right, this brand new, you know, aspect of, okay, well, nobody can ever, you know, live up to the law. And it's really Jesus' first, like you know, I think steps into, right, the law being not, you know, where the law failed, we needed Christ, right, and it begins his teachings into Christ dependence rather than law dependence, right, because the law could not work, you know, and this, this all happens right here in the Sermon on the Mount uh, teaching. Just to start, right, it, it starts out with, uh what's the first lust? Murder. And then it's adultery, Adultery. yep, right? And so, I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. So, like, just I'll use then murder just as the example, right? I've never killed anybody in my life, right? And so, according to the law, I'm perfect as far as murder goes, right? And in the eyes of God, I'm perfect because I haven't killed anybody, right? And so, Jesus' thing is that he starts talking about, well, if you've ever felt anger towards your brother, right, that you are also a sinner, right? So now I'm actually, I've failed in that commandment. You know, I have sinned in that way. I have had, I've been angry towards my brother, right? And so once I come to the point, right, this is something I think I talked about last week. I've talked about a lot before is like, once I get to the point where it's like, I realize, you know, like I was saying last week, the pastor who says it's harder to get someone to see their own sin than it is to get them to turn around and face Jesus, right? It's like, Once I realize I'm helpless, I can't get myself to heaven, I'm not going to work my way up there, you know, there's no ticket I can buy on Amazon for for heaven, that'd be sick, actually, just like God, like on Amazon, selling tickets to heaven, they'd probably be super expensive though, so it probably wouldn't work out so well, but, um, I forget what I was saying, honestly, about that, what was I talking about, um, the law, talking about people to okay, yeah, yeah, and so, I think, like, right, so, like, Moses teaching the law, right, Verse, so, verse, all the other prophets who have taught the law, how the Pharisees teach the law, and how the, the scribes teach the law, and how, basically, everyone, every person ever before Jesus teaches the law, is that this is what your goal is, Uh if you fail to meet some part of this goal, you go sacrifice, you know, a goat, or whatever it is, uh, you'll be made perfect again, right? Like, this is how we're going to live our life, like, you know, and this is the first time, right, that, that someone comes in and says, if you really want this taken into heaven, it's the first time actually the idea of heaven's even brought up to him really, like, from someone who they consider to be of authority, which they say at the end of the sermon, right, this is a man of authority, right? So they did believe Jesus to be somebody important, right? But it's the first time that's really brought up, like, hey, there's heaven and hell, you know? And so it's like Jesus is basically way into, you can now start this process of, right, realizing I am a sinner, right? So it's like if you're listening and you think, I'm not that bad, because that's the common thing is you compare yourself to other people. uh, You say, I'm not that bad. That uh, We're not going to judge you, right, when you die. Uh, You're going to be judged by God when you die. Um, And so if you can look at God and say, you know, I'm really not that bad compared to God that's crazy for one you're toast already like you're gonna fry for sure fry potato right but i don't think there's many people who honestly truly in their heart would say look at their image in god and say like yeah i'm i right like i follow read if you haven't read it right read sermon on the Mount and read those those laws where jesus teaches them right not the way that moses taught them but the way that jesus teaches them and see if you match up to it right because then once you get to that point, right, now we open the door of, okay, well, how do I really get get into heaven? Well, it's I come to this point where I believe that, you know, God's will was to kill his son, right, have him buried and then rise on the third, third day, right, defeat death, right? That's my way is to believe that that happened, that God did that, right? And that's like a whole different, I think, series of things. But that's what I really take from the way that the law is taught in the Sermon on the Mount.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I like, I like where you went with that. Um, just kind of, rapture right the beatitudes. It says salt and light, and it talks about how we are the light of the world. Um, and basically, what that means is is like once we we accept Jesus, now we have this job to to bring light into dark situations and dark places. You know, we're called to to bring the light into those that are down and depressed. You know, to to just through the power of the Holy Spirit, we come with a different energy, a different type of love, and that is as us bringing the light, you know. And it, it really, it all has to do with your heart, you know. Our heart has to be in the right place so we can actually bring that love. And our heart has to be aligned with Jesus to to even love Him enough and love ourselves enough to want to spread that love to someone else. Because once we experience the love that He has for us, like we're gonna want that for other people. And so then now our mission is to grow closer with God through following the law the commandments that he's laid out but not only for selfish reason you know what i'm saying it's also to bring other people closer to him and just when i was reading it just kind of came to my head and i wrote down it was like we're called to be the light but then we also have a spotlight on us you know once we accept jesus because then it's like people who may not know jesus and we all of a sudden are like oh yeah i'm a christian love god they're gonna be like well, do you, like, prove, like, how? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how do, do you really love God? You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to be a little bit judgy. They're going to be a little bit like, oh, like, it's all talk. And it's, because it's real easy to say something. It's a lot harder to actually do what you're talking about, you know? So I just think, like, as humans, we try to put this ranking on sins. Like, like how Chris started off with murder. Like, a lot of people haven't murdered nobody, you know? So they're like... Well, I do a lot of other sins but but murder haven't got that yet, so i'm I'm above the person that has murdered, you know, but there's so many that he writes about, and even like Chris was saying like just from the the fact that we're we're angry at one of our brothers' sisters in Christ, you know what I'm saying like in God's eyes, like we're sinners we've we've checked that box, you know what I mean, but what he wants to tell us is like to to not hold on to that anger and that resentment. Because he 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 calls us to be unified as one as the bodies of, body of Christ, so we have to settle the anger. It says settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. You know, and it, that's a real like biblical way of saying it. It's basically just like you know whoever you, you got a little argument with your your friend. You know what I mean? Y'all don't agree about something. It's like all right. So now that you have the Holy Spirit and you you don't hold a grudge and you don't grow distant from that person y'all meet up you talk about it and then boom you reconcile you know and become unified once again as brothers and sisters in Christ and then it goes into adultery and adultery is basically like let's say you're like you're married and you cheat on your husband or wife like that's like the definition of adultery but then it goes into say like look even if you look at a woman or a man in a lustful way you know like you've committed adultery, you know? So it's like, we can't take, we can't take these things from a, uh, kind of like a human standpoint. We can't look at it, how we would like understand it. We got to understand, we got to see that God, God's way is a lot deeper than we can understand. And he's given us the guide to it. So it's like, when we do see that man or woman we're attracted to, we don't think about them sexually. You know, we got to kind of have the bouncing eyes That's what they talk about. It's like, Oh, you might, you know, you know you might stumble across something, but then it's like, boom, look right back at God. Don't keep looking at that. Look right back at God. You know what I mean? It goes into divorce. And and if you're married, you know, you've entered that covenant, whereas is God in the middle of the relationship is God first, then your significant other and then you, you know? And so it's like that's something that's so holy and so sacred to God. And it's like it even says, like, the only reasons that are valid to get a divorce in God's eyes is if there's cheating or if there's beating. So unless your your significant other is doing one of those things, you know, you gotta hold it down. You gotta honor God with it. You know what I mean? And that can be tough. But then you gotta realize, like, marriage wasn't made to make us happy. Marriage was made to please God, so that we're avoiding the the sexual immorality, so that we're avoiding the adultery. You know, we're we're called to love God and love love others. You know, like the way the pastors kind of lay it out is like, if you are married, it's like God, your husband or wife, and then everything else, you know, that's even kids, that's even family, friends, business, whatever it Is is God, that significant other and everything else. So it's like, the only way we're really going to be able to apply this to our life is if we really dive in, we really read what he's, what he's, he's teaching us, you know, we got to get a deeper understanding and, and it's going to be hard to understand. It's going to be hard to apply. But that's where we got to remember the grace and mercy that God shows us. Like, he didn't lay this out and say, follow Like Like Chris was saying, like, the law doesn't get us to heaven. Like, Jesus, what Jesus did gets us into heaven. We receive our salvation through the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made. And once we, we accept that and we acknowledge the love and the power that he is and the, the sacrifice he made on that cross... Like, once we truly, truly take that in, we truly, like, stand firm in that faith, knowing what he did for us. Like, we're going to want to follow this from, like, a different place of motivation. You know, it's it's literally thinking about that blood of Jesus that was shed. It was God loved us so much that he was willing to suffer in such a deep way just to to save us people who are going to constantly turn away from him people who are constantly going to choose ourself instead of him but even though we we are going to be selfish when we are going to turn away from him we're going to put ourselves above him at points in our life like he's never going to put like he's never going to put us out of his kingdom you know he wants us to be home with him and we just got to choose that and we got to hold on to it as, as tight as we can because the world is going to try to pull us away you know our sin is going to try to pull us away even the devil is going to try to pull us away. And we can't give the devil too much credit because he's not really all that strong. You know what I mean? Like, it literally says in the Bible that Jesus could defeat Satan with one breath. Like, that is the power that God is. And we just got to hold on to that power and acknowledge it and just, just praise him for the power that he is. Because it truly is by his power that we are still here today. Because if you just look at the way of this world now, it's like, bro, no one's no one's going based off this sermon you know, what I mean, no, the the way of this world is not built based on what Jesus laid out for us. Like the world promotes having, you know, having sex with as many people as you can. You know, like if someone makes you mad, block them on Instagram. You know, if if someone does you wrong, then do them wrong. You know, it's, it's all these things. And it's like it's people taking stuff that they're pushing their own agenda for personal gain instead of pushing the the agenda that God laid out for us to have heavenly gains, you know, to store up that treasure in heaven. Because it's like, when we're living in that selfish place, living in the the ways of this world, like life may seem okay like for now, but it's like this life is going to end. Everything in this world is going to perish and then what is it going to look like? You know, you could be happy by the means of this world. You could have the money and the women and, and the cars and all this stuff that you want, but it's like what about when you die you know that stuff's not going to go with you and it, it isn't it worth it to try just try your best that's all he wants for us just to try you know to have the faith to to stand firm in the faith and try our best to just walk along these lines he's laid out cuz all that's going to happen is he's going to see you when you die you're going to get up there and he's going to be like yes sir good job like i'm so proud of you that you really tried you know cuz it's it's a tough battle like rachi Rachi ended it last week, and I was just kind of listening to it and thinking, he was like, it's tough, bro, and you know what it is, it's hard, because it's not always what we want to do, but at the end of the day, we can't look at it like it's a chore or a task, we gotta look at it as, like, it's truly an honor, it's truly an honor to walk, try our best to walk in this way, you know, because when you're really walking in it, and you're walking in it in a pure place from a pure heart and good motive, like, man, the, the feeling you get, like, the satisfaction, the fulfillment it's undeniable. Like, you can't compare it to nothing. You know, you could search this world for all the, the fulfillment and gratification you want, but until you really open up that good word of God and, like, truly devote your life to it, like, you'll never feel that, like, pure, holy sense of peace that God has for us. So, I'll just really encourage y'all, you know what I mean? Open up Matthew. Open up the Bible and, like, read it. Read it for for yourself you know read it read it for god read it so that you you know like what you're working with you know don't walk through this life blind like follow the light seek out that light and i guarantee you like you'll notice the change and others will too and that's how you start to grab them and start to to advance the kingdom and grow that 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 heaven into something like so much greater than we could ever imagine i think like that. that's
1: pretty far but i think uh I don't know the. Uh... All right, so like last week or was it this week? I don't even know. Francis, was that last week or this week? You released that. That was this week, Monday. Monday. So like Francis like released this pod and it's like he basically just says a bunch of convicting stuff and then like he's a savage, you know. I'mma just like. He said, he, he told his whole congregation, he's like, I think majority of y'all are going to hell, right? And we go to, like, a real weak, lame, like, our pastors are just super, they'd never do something like that. they never keep it real like that, which I, I wish that they would, but they just don't, you know? But it's it's because Francis really does love his church and he really loves those people and, you know, loves God. And uh, that's really what people need to hear is that, you know, there's a good chance and what's even cooler is that francis said the reason he's telling that to them Is because he questions his own salvation Which is super fire to hear because I look up to francis in such a way where it's like um I'm going way off on a tangent here. I'm gonna bring it back because that was literally not what all why I brought that up But I just I don't know he had a fire podcast. You know what i'm saying? Like definitely go listen to it Wally actually doesn't to it. He said he was dumb convicted listen to it. I can't say I was like super convicted but I was just like, that's really what I took away from it, honestly, which is always far. Like, God always reaches you regardless, right? But it was just that, like, dang, here's this guy that I really look up to, you know? And, like, I always think, like, dang, like, because I question my salvation question if I'm going to heaven, and then I'm like, I don't know many people who who get like that, you know what I'm saying? And I always feel like, dang, well, I probably am, not, like, not, like, there's, like, a lot of times whenever I'm like, dang, I'm probably going to go to hell, but I might as well try as hard as I can, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, do something here while while I'm here. Maybe I, I cannot go to hell, right? Maybe I can go to heaven, but chances are I probably will. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get like that a lot, and then some days I'm like, I read something in the scripture, and I'm like, you know, I'm definitely going to heaven. I feel in my heart. You know, it's just, like, days like that. And that's why, like, when Francis, like, dude, I look up to, I'm like, he probably never gets like that. He's like, you know, I question my own salvation. That's why I'm at a point where I can say, to my congregation like some of y'all might be going to hell right because he's like i know where my faith is at and i know where some of y'all's is at right and so it's like you know and it's like we're not the judges we don't really know right but it's like we can easily look at people's fruit and say where their faith is at based on that so the reason i brought that up anyway i had nothing to do with anything i was gonna say when i listened to the
0: yeah, real quick no but that's real though because it's like a lot of pastors are just trying to keep the people in there to like, like kind of, kind of give them that feel good moment to keep them coming on Sunday, and it's not from a a, a bad place. It's more just like that might be the only way they could keep them coming to church. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of I'm pastors, a lot a lot of pastors are giving these little like warm and fuzzy messages, you know, and and it's it's good, but it's also dangerous. Like Chris was saying, because it's like if you don't truly know. You know, if you don't truly know your salvation, then it's like you might miss it just by that much. So that should be our motivation to dig even deeper and to go even harder. Don't just let Sunday be our only time we hear about God or hear from God or talk to God. You know, like it should just be more fuel to the fire.
1: I'm not going to like that's still like no, like their pastors, they should be sharing the truth. They should be going way further. Like I don't give them any leeway with that. They're the teachers. They decided that life. I feel like they really should be. Yeah, no,
0: no, but I'm saying you got to understand why they're, you know. I No, no,
1: I understand what you're saying about why they do it, but that's still not a very good reason because it's like if someone's coming in there and your whole job is to people please and not God please, you're not doing your job. Oh, okay, okay. No,
0: that's real. <laughs> I fully understand that, bro. I fully, I get that and I wish it was, I wish I could be that convicted after every message, you know what I mean? But what is also true is that like the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. And so if there's some people that just have a little bit of, they're real good sinners, but they might want a little bit of cleansing, they're going to come to church on that Sunday, you know? And so it's like, they're not going to stick around if they're really good sinners. They're not going to stick around from here and you're going to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? They're going to stick around if they get a little warm and fuzzy feeling, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's it's such a slippery slope because it's like the devil sneaking in there, you know what I mean? He really sneaking his way in, but it's like that's why you need stuff like like Francis and stuff like this. That the people that really care, you know, they're gonna they're gonna dig deeper, and then through their they're diving deeper into the scripture and diving deeper into the re- relationship with God. Like they're gonna spread that light to the people, you know, that that may be just missing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the it's the perfect it's open season. The church is open season for the devil. You know what I'm saying? It's perfect hunting ground.
1: No, I mean, it's definitely, yeah, I mean, I see, I know what you're saying. You know, I know what you're saying. So I won't, I won't go back and forth with it, but I just, I feel some type of way about it whenever I do see someone like Francis who has an insane following, you know what I'm saying? Like, and literally is only trying to please God. And it's like, well, okay, I guess the method of really trying to please God works. Because what's God going to do? He's going to send you his real followers. But it's like if you're on the other side of that, of like being obsessed with, let me get 3,000 people in the Raymond James Stadium. It's like, you've kind of lost. Right, bro, this <laughs> yeah, no, but that's real life, dude. Bro, you're, uh, you're murdering right <laughs> now. <You're> murdering. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm, I, you know what? It's just because it does like, it, it, bro, like, I love God so much. And it's like. That's that is definitely 100%. Because I look at people like that, you know what I'm saying? At least as a young kid, I know people when the sermon's about dang, I made this much money. It's like as a kid, then I look at you and I say, Well, it's not that big a deal if I focus this much on money. When, like, yeah, it is actually a huge deal because we talk about it nonstop in the Bible, but it's something that we preach about in our churches. So it's like, and then it's like, Okay, now I'm leading these people down this way that's going to lead to destruction. And where is it to the point where it's like, it's not even that I'm judging you because I don't like you. It's I'm judging you because your fruit is literally killing people that I know hell like so well now. You know what I mean? Like reading Revelation, like you just read Revelation, right? Like when you really know hell like that, it's so different from like, you know what I mean? It's like, you really don't want, like there's people that I don't like and I still, I I hate Satan more to where it's like, I'd rather them still be in heaven with me than, be down there with Satan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's really where and I mean I see what you're saying too and it's like God's plan, like God's will, you know what I mean? If he really wanted it to stop, God's got sovereign power, he could he could stop it. So it's like, yeah, maybe that's how he gets certain people into his faith. So I see both sides of it. It's just it's the you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a big that was a big tangent. That's a big tangent. But I feel like still, you know what, God's will I feel like it's something to talk about, Um, and that even leads me back into really what I was going to say about Francis did leave some type of conviction, and my first thought was I need to do something about the law. I need to do some type of action in my life, and um, it wasn't a faith-based type thing, right? That's a good place to run to, right? Oh, I need to change some action, but only if it comes from a place of my faith in Christ, right? you know because it is obviously at some point right like that's what you're going to do is your actions are going to change but it shouldn't be because my works are going to do something for me as far as like anything other than it's going to grow my faith right that like i'm doing the works because i love god and i want to grow my faith and that's what happened to me when i listened to that and that's why i brought that up is because it's like here we are like we read all these laws and like what is our first reaction like i need to try a lot harder to do um a b and c right when it's like nope Right. Like you're not going to try hard to do those things because you're a sinner. You're evil. Right. Your flesh is evil and you're going to lose that battle every single time. Right. Because you're not just going up even against your own flesh. Like uh, Wally said. Right. It's like say in the world and your flesh. Right. When you go up against all these evils, you yourself, you're not going to have this like all like I'm not. I Because I've done it. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like I try to remove God from it and then work it out myself. Yeah. I'm going to go through some like hard times. It's going to be a struggle. It's not going to be easy, and I'm going to have to go through that stuff, right? But it's really, like, I need to lean into God. I need to grow my faith. That's what I need to do is when I read these laws and I say, like, dang, I can't do any of this stuff, that's where my mind should be going is, like, I need to grow grow my faith, learn how powerful my God is. You know, I need to grow grow my faith, learn about how much grace and mercy my God has in me, you know, I need to grow my faith, see how righteous my God is, you know, and truly believe it and write it in my heart, right, write it right write it into my soul, you know. And that's what I need to do when I read stuff in the law, you know, I need to know that Jesus is my way through, you know, and that's I think it's easy, you know, for me to lean into the law because here he is like, right, like even in this, right, that's what he's talking about is the law. And then I think, OK, well here's what I got to do to work my way up, you know, here's what I got to do to stay connected and all that stuff, you know, and it's literally, like, a common pattern, at least for me in my relationship with God, my common pattern and a common theme for me is that is, uh, you know, my works to reverse whatever sin it is or my works to, you know, be better, which, you know, and that's, like, why I like to say it's a fine line because, I mean, because at the end of the day, still like if your heart is in the right place, your work you're gonna have that thought of I need to do some works, but it's because of oh, I'm gonna grow my faith, you know, which pretty far. It's been good so
0: far. Yeah, dude. that's that's good stuff, bro. Yeah. Dang, it's really cool though. It's, like it's cool to hear like you can you can almost tell the people that have really been touched by god you know because even just hearing like how passionate christians got about it like you should have seen it like his vein in his forehead was popping out bro like he got real <laughs> angry you know what i'm saying like oh but it is is re- it's real jesus flipping tables you know what i'm saying but it's it's so bro it's so cool to see you know like and that's the coolest thing about the church is like whenever you do get those people because don't get me wrong there are some times when you go to church and you're like that was crazy like you know when you grow spiritually a little bit you kind of see like ah that was I don't know if that was it but guess what like someone might have got it you know and like I was telling Chris like it's the stepping stool you know it's like they're going to they're going to use what they heard and that's between them and God and whatever the pastor said, that's between them and God, you know. And and God's will will always prevail. So it's like we gotta trust that He's doing what He sees fit. We're not always gonna understand it. We're not always gonna like it. And that was what brought me so much comfort, you know. Um, from like it was it was so crazy. Like I told Chris, like the message from Francis Chan was like a a two piece to the nuts from Mike Tyson level of conviction. You know what I'm saying? Mike Tyson just the nuts you know what I mean that's how that's how much conviction I felt like it was almost some pain brought on me because I had kind of kind of stepped back from God in a sense you know what I'm saying I was kind of and I'd say from Saturday like Friday so Friday night we recorded the podcast last week and then Saturday I didn't read no scripture I had very minimal prayer time just kind of going through the the basics just the check in the box And then Sunday I went to church, sure, and we did our thing, you know, we were doing what we do, serving, you know, trying to spread the light and the love, but then it's like I wasn't giving God no time, you know, so I wasn't really growing in my faith, I was just kind of doing the works, and I seen how that then kind of branched out into my life, there was no fruit, I was just a tree with no fruit. And that is useless, you know what I mean? Because then it's like, sure, everything looked good. I'm out there at the church, everything all good, smiles, smiles, all shaking hands, all this nonsense. But at the end of the day, I wasn't having no time with God. And then that branched out into times when like, I needed the fruit, I needed the joy and the peace, and I needed the, the comfort that God, God has to bring me. But because the, the tree wasn't bearing no fruit, I wasn't getting none of that, you know? So it's like I needed to tap back into the power source. And so that's what Francis' message told me. It's like, I could love, say I love God all day, but then it's like, how much do I love him if I'm not really trying to spend no time with him? So it just pushed me to get back into the word. It pushed me to, to dive deeper into his, like the Bible is literally him speaking to me. So it's like, I need to hear from him. Like me just talking nonsense to him all day is, is, is cool. Like it's good to talk to him, but it's like, what, where, what am I receiving? You know what I'm saying? I need to, to be filled up. I need to get the nutrients, you know, I need to, to have that, that, that life flowing into me like the river you know what i'm saying no i'm just kidding no, <laughs> no I'm, dude, just kidding, I'm just swear. kidding <laughs> no i'm just playing but but no seriously like his word brings life you know like this is the book of life and so when i get that life spoken into me through god through his word and through what his prophets and disciples have laid out like then it's a lot easier to grow in the faith because it's like this past week has been chaotic you know and so it's like going into monday kind of on the on the that slippery slope I was talking about, like when hard things came up, bro, it was a little tough to choose faith. It was a lot easier to dive into fear. It was a lot easier to, to be worrying than it was to say a prayer. You know, I was leaning on old ways, old things, you know, just, just sitting there and just trying to think my way through a million things and, and trying to figure out things on my own instead of being like, look, it's okay to step back, take a minute, breathe, and just pray. Just fully surrender this situation, whatever's going on to God, knowing that he will work this out however he sees fit. And I gotta just trust that. Even if I don't like how he works it out, that's God's will and God's way. And then of course, bro, God's a funny dude. He be he be revealing stuff to you in times when it's like ah, you got you got me. You know what I'm saying? So I open up Matthew and what is this what does this say right here? It says, Do not worry, you know, and this is part of his sermon. And it is literally just like bro, like, what, what point is it to worry about our life? You know, like, I heard someone say one time that worry is basically like praying for the worst possible outcome. You know, we're sitting here wasting so much time stressing out, thinking about all this bad stuff that could happen, instead of taking advantage of the time and the opportunity to grow our faith by praying, you know, saying just, God, right now in this moment, I don't know what is going on. You know, I feel a serious lack of control I can't really do anything about the situation at hand, but I trust you. You know, I trust you that whatever you see fit is going to happen. It's a real thy will be done moment, you know, and then and then the more we say that and the more we start to kind of meditate and digest his word, knowing that, like, look, no matter what happens, you know, no matter what the, the scenario, no matter what the outcome, like God's got me. God's got the whole world in his hands. And I know that he has me in his hands. So whatever situation I'm facing, whatever struggle or hardship, it's like the minute I stop worrying and I start praying, no matter the outcome, my faith is growing. Because once I accept that his good and perfect will is gonna prevail, I know that whatever happens is his good and perfect will, you know what I'm saying? Because I could sit here and worry all day, and then boom, what I was worrying about happens. And then it's like, what's that gonna do? It's only gonna just knock me down it's going to keep me down and it's going to hold me into that place of darkness, you know, instead of opening up the light, instead of opening up my heart to God and, and leaning on him and, and praying to him and talking to him and hearing from him at the same time and getting filled up. Because then it's like, boom, then he turns a situation that I see is horrible into an opportunity to bring glory to his name because it's like through that hardship, I stay faithful, right? I stay faithful and true to him and I see his will prevailing and then boom someone else I know is going through something similar and then I bring them you know whatever I learned and then it's like that's how it's like it's like a machine you know all the parts got to be in motion for the machine to function and that's what we got to do like Chris was saying you know it's like it's like we hear, we hear stuff like this, you know, we hear these messages where it's like, it pushes us to go do more, to do better, to do, do greater things and and all that's good. But it's like, what is the root? What is really causing us to do better? Is Is it because we want some selfish gain or are we really just doing it out of faith, out of a place where we want to glorify God, you know? And once we get to that place where we're truly trying to glorify God, it's like, dang bro that's that's when you start to see the full picture for what it is like then you start to see that that God is really here and he's really with me and he hears my prayers you know and the prayers like bro prayer prayer can be tough sometimes because it's like a lot of times like when you're in those hard situations like your first instinct is not to pray like mine at least you know whenever I was kind of going through it this week it has been real hectic like I felt bad looking back because it's like my first instinct wasn't to pray you know my first instinct was kind of like to figure out how can I handle this leaning only on me leaning on my will completely neglecting the the good and perfect power of God you know because he tells us in his word you know bring your request bring the requests of your heart to me you know he wants to hear from us and that doesn't always mean like he's going to do exactly what we want but he, he still wants to hear from us you know. But he also wants our heart to be in the right place. That's why he says from our heart, because when our heart is with him, then it's like we're going to know that, like, that it's just his love pouring out over us at all times. You know, it, it's it's hard. to It's hard to even explain, bro. But it's so much clarity that comes from the prayer and it's so much clarity that comes from just truly, truly putting that worry to the side. You know, all those that baggage that we're carrying, all the weight of of stress and worry and anxiety and fear and depression. Once we truly leave it with him, then it's like that's when the miracle comes through. That's when the breakthrough comes through, because then it's like when things do go in a good way, like in your eyes, you know, what I'm saying then it's like, damn, bro. Like now I see like, you know, I mean, sometimes it takes those little 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 uh dry moments those little dry spells for you to really really want to kind of dive back into that little conviction that I got hit with really made me want to dive back into it and get back to work and then boom before you know it I'm, I'm back in his word and and then like for the rest of the week bro it's like I saw myself choosing prayer instead of worry choosing faith over fear you know choosing to to be to be the light instead of using the darkness I'm seeing as an excuse to just make things a little darker. It's like, it's, it's really cool to see. And it's like, you can experience that is there for you to grab. You just got to really want it. You just got to really reach out and grab onto it, bro.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely, I don't know. super far. The, uh, I don't know the, uh, I think get us getting so deep into the faith aspect of the whole thing, you know? Um, Cause I think definitely, I mean us like our own fault being preachers of the law, has definitely been I know for me on even on this podcast right has been like a a theme I've had before, uh, of doing the right things, um, but it is and you know, while he's talking about, you know fear, right having fear and uh right that's also one of the things, is that what you was talking about? Are you was just talking about fear that you've had? Do not be anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Fire. All right. Yeah. Um. But no, it's like uh, that's literally one of my most favorite like Bible verses, right? That there is, uh, because it's I don't know. It's it holds like way more because I don't know. People will say stuff to you. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm down bad and I call Wally, he's gonna say stuff like being helpful. And sometimes I'm like, dang, that was really snap, like that was fire. And then sometimes I'm like, ah, right, but it's because sometimes I'm like, dang, is that really biblical? You know what I'm saying? Like literally, like I always like I'm quick to question, or you know, or oh, I feel like, dang, that doesn't really apply to my situation, or you know, it's like because like of my own human error when I have some another human give me something. I say, oh, well, he's got human error too. It's like, and then then there are those times where it's like, you do chop it up. They tell you, like, they give you advice or something like that. And it's like, it really hits. And you're like, dang, that's fire. I didn't see it that way or something like that. You know, it just depends. But like, that is so fire because it's it's God. Like, that's God's word, you know, literally from the mouth of God about he's telling you don't be anxious. Kind of how Wally's saying, like, which is like, holds a whole different weight. You know, and then just the way that he says not to be anxious about if he's going to feed the birds, why wouldn't he do the same for you? You know, when he puts it like in those words, it's like, that's true. You know, like he talks about the the grass on the fields, right? Like even though lilies are clothed, why wouldn't you be clothed? You know, all that. And I'll say that just to say this, that what really, really hit me this past week reading it was look at me worry about A, B and C. And, but, but yet I eat like six meals a day, dude, like no cap, you know, I sleep in a warm, warm bed, right? 50 degrees outside. I got a warm bed. Well, I'll I'll tell even a story about that. You know, I got like six pairs of shoes. I got like 40 different outfits. You know, I got my car. I got, like, I got as far as needs go, I got all of that. And then I got a bunch of other stuff, right? And when, like, this is being written, it's like there are no cars, there are no phones, or all there's not all this other stuff that, like, we worry about. Like, we all worry about that stuff, you know? Like, that's literally what they have, and that's what they used to worry about is, like, damn, am I going to get my next meal? How am I going to get drinking water? Where am I going to sleep? Like, all that stuff is, like, what they used to worry about. We don't worry about any of that stuff. You know, we'll complain about our wage and all that stuff, but we don't worry about any of that stuff, right? And that's what really hit me when I read it this week was, like, I worry about stuff when I'm so comfortable with, I know for a fact, all of that stuff, I never worry about it. You know, like I could wake up any day of the week. I know I'm going to eat. I know I'm going to have somewhere to sleep. I know I'm gonna have a, a means of transportation. You know, I got my, I got my phone. Like it's crazy how much stuff I have that I'll, and I'll worry about, dang, I need to get more. Like I'm never happier. I'm never satisfied, but here's God's promise that, Hey, I will give you every single thing that you need, you know? And, and I go way over that. And I'm like, but what about all this other stuff? when i don't even need it you know none of the other stuff that i just mentioned is necessary for faith in christ right and, and advancing the kingdom and showing love and right being a a a good responsible man right like none of that other stuff that i mentioned is necessary all i need for all that other stuff to take place is literally my food my water my clothes and my house right like a place to sleep on top of do not do not be anxious we were out there this sunday And it, like, dude, like, tug my heartstrings pretty hard, you know. We were out there, and there was two little kids, man, sleeping outside, Um, you know, and it was, like, probably, like, what, like, 45 degrees, man. Uh, We gave him, like, you know, so we'll say, like, the beautiful thing about what really God's done a lot, like, in me and Wally's life, you know, from where we've come from, you know, because... It's crazy how selfish we can be. And it's like you really think about, dang, like, what can I get? You know what I mean? And it was like for me to – for God to bestow the grace to where I got to be the person to put a jacket on a kid who's going to sleep outside in the cold. And then I'm going to get in my car that has a heater and then drive to my house where I'm going to sleep in my bed. Right in here, there's just like this six-year-old kid, you know. Dude, like, it really messed me up, you know what I'm saying, throughout the week. I'm like, that's, that's, uh, that's crazy, you know? And then it's like, dang, here I am. I'm anxious because I want, I want 100K because 70K isn't enough. Or it's like, I want 70K because 50K isn't enough, you know? And and I don't have no type of perspective, right? I'm so worried about me and myself and what can I get and what can I gain, you know? And it is, bro. Like, I don't know. That just went kind of crazy, but, yeah.
0: No, that's... That's so fire, bro, and that just shows like, like that's pure evidence, pure proof of, of God working in Chris's heart, you know, because like, even in my heart too, bro, because before I wouldn't have even cared, you know, I would have drove through downtown and not a worry my mind, would have just been trying to, think about gas. yeah, bro, just trying to get trying to get a little drink, trying to slide over to the little baser dome, smoke some weed, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> what just get high and then. Go home to my bed in my car and and be angry because my car isn't nice enough and and my apartment is and and it's like it's never-ending cycle, bro. But like that's why we gotta stand so firm in the word. You know, it's like we really we we don't we don't have to worry. We can choose we can choose to worry or we can choose the faith. But what he says in this in this this whole "do not worry" or "do not be anxious" is, it's in Matthew six in it's twenty-five through about. 32 and um 27 is it says can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life you know what i'm saying so it's like no we can't we can't like nothing is gained through being in a state of worry and a state of fear or depression and the sad part is so many people in this world are choosing you know they're choosing to be in that place of worry and fear and depression you know we're 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 judging ourselves based off of the standards of this world you know we're we're literally so focused on ourselves that we're we're not even seeing all the beautiful ways that god is working in this world you know like not even to give like give no glory to us but it's like just the proof is in the pudding right there bro like like those kids were in need you know and through god's good and perfect will like He put me and Chris and Brandon and Carlos and and all them boys and all the people that have donated those clothes to be out there at that moment where those kids could get a little bit of love and get a little bit of of just, you know, bro, like literally like what exactly what they needed. They got it, you know, and that's just some poor little homeless kids that are downtown, you know, so it's like, bro, if you're listening to this and you're, you're worried because you're not making enough money at your job or you're not driving the car you want or you don't have the girl you want or the life you want like you really gotta sometimes you gotta be humbled you know you gotta humble yourself and that's not gonna be always by your own doing sometimes it's gonna take some real hard situations that are gonna kind of humble you and tell you like look your your thoughts are not the best thoughts you know the things you're focused on are not what's most important what's most important is what god sees fit Whatever God has for this world, that's what's going to happen. And it's like the minute we start to choose that faith in him and choose to, to just really, like, like surrender, you know, like to truly surrender our lives to him, to truly surrender our, our finances, to surrender our, our home situations, our families to him, like we're going to receive this peace because then we know that we're not just added alone, like we're not trying to take on this world by ourselves. Now it's like we're, we're living in God's world and we're walking down the road he has laid, and it's like whatever comes along that road, that's it, and that's the best possible scenario. That's the best situation we can be in. And it's like, once you truly accept that, and you're moving in that way, it's like, bro, there, there's no better feeling. Like I, I just, I just want everyone to, to experience that. You know, that's the, the motivation that, that gives me like, like hope. You know, the hope gives me the motivation to keep, keep going and to keep walking faithfully and trying my best to bear these fruits because it's like bro a a lot of people are not just gonna read this and fully lock in they're gonna need to see it and it's like if we're not out here doing our best to to show them that light and show them the fruits that god has gave us to bear like a lot of people are gonna miss out on the beauty that god is you know and it's like i want everyone to know that beauty i want everyone to have that that feeling in their heart knowing that like they're never alone and that they're always taken care of no matter like where they're at what they look like where they are like what they've done like none of that stuff matters to god he just wants you to be like his child you know he wants you to accept jesus and, and be adopted into that sonship like we have access to this free father you know this free parent that's up in heaven that's just like loving us and looking over us and watching us and protecting us through it all even in those moments where we can't feel him even those moments where we feel like there's nothing there like He's with you. You know, and he he's just loving you and just showering you with his grace and mercy just showering us and protecting us like literally putting a blanket of just just love and peace over us at all times and it's like bro wouldn't you don't you want to experience that you know like like don't you want to to know that comfort and that that peace that you've never felt before that's what we're all seeking right why do you want the the car why do you want the money it's because it it brings that comfortability you know that you may not be used to you may have never felt and it's like that stuff is only temporary. Why won't you reach out, like, seek a, a forever comfort, a, a forever safety? You know, we all want to feel safe, and we want to feel loved. And it's like, bro, the ultimate love and the ultimate safety is in our salvation. You know, like, we're all going to die, bro. You know, and it's the reality is, like, some of us are going to go to heaven. Some of us are going to go to hell. But it's up to you to choose where you want to be. You know what I mean? And really, the only way to get there is is literally by accepting the sacrifice and then doing your best to walk fruitfully you know it's, it says right here in this in this part in this there's matthew 5 i don't remember where it's at but it six. matthew 6 is it where is it the the tree that bears no fruit will oh, be thrown into the fire that's in seven but it, it says like the tree that bears no fruit is useless 7 15, 20, 20. Seven, 15 through 20 it, it says like the tree that bears no fruit, it's useless, and it'll be thrown into the fire. And it's like, bro, it's literally, you got two choices, walk fruitfully or burn in hell. Um, yeah, I
1: think we're about to close it out. I just got one more thing I want to talk about. So a lot of times it's like, yo, he's, there's his big thing. I don't know. It comes from this, right? And I don't, I don't want to go too far into this, but it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or, which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? and a lot of people like to think about the, uh, that's like a big thing is like they say, like ask for the Holy Spirit, right? Like at this time. Um, but the other thing I want to read, it's Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. It says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I think that's a big part that sometimes we miss is that it's a very half-hearted, you know, like dang, just in case type thing. Let me ask for this Holy Spirit or whatever. And, um, When you really seek for God with all your heart, the gifts that you receive are, like, insane. Like, they're so good. And, you know, I feel like, like, you read all this stuff in the Bible, it's like, Dane, that's all really good. Like, that's good stuff, you know what I mean? How do I get it? And it's like, well, you got to turn your life over to God. And then there's, like, a lot of suffering and pain that's going to come with it, right? And a lot of trials, tribulations that we all have to go through, you know? And it's like, well, there's a lot of good stuff, but, dang, do I really want all that? And the answer is, yeah, like, you really do, you know, because being on the side of, like, who knows for real, but, like, being on the side that I feel like of, like, really trying to give my life over to God, like, it's a daily thing. My life is so much better. And then just the fact that I get to, you know, occasionally have that time where it's just me and God and it's, like, you feel like you're the only person in the entire world and that God's literally sitting with you right there in that room, the creator of everything, the whole universe, the stars that you see in the sky that are millions of miles away. You know, the sun, the moon, you know, the waters, the waves, pushes the waves, the energy that moves the world. You know, like that God is literally sitting with you right there in that room when you pray with him. Sometimes if you feel like he's right there with you, know, he's right there with you. You don't even feel like, like, you know, me and God are sitting in this room. We're all alone. We're the only people. Right. I couldn't trade nothing. You could not give me nothing that would be better than that. And I know that today, you know, so like that's like the idea of like seeking with all my heart. It's like I go into my room, I shut the door, and it's like I don't always get that when I get on my knees and pray because sometimes I'm, like, completely drowned in some type of angst or something like that. Like, life isn't always perfect, and it's because of my own selfish ways or whatever it is, right? God's will may be. It's not always perfect, right? But I go every time I close my door at night before and I get on my knees and I pray. It's like I'm hoping that that's what I receive is that alone time with God where it's just me and him in that room. And you really do feel that special uniqueness that God really does love me and care about me. And he's actually listening to me, some low-life random baser right Right now in this room, right? That's what it is. That's what seeking with all your heart looks like. It's not some like half-hearted like, oh, la-di-da, right? Like, yeah, and that's also sometimes my prayers. It's Like I said, it's not always perfect. Sometimes it's a little half-hearted, dang, let me just get a good... God, please do your will with my life today, because cause I really do want that, but it's like I'm not all the way in it, you know what I'm saying, but uh, yeah, that's what I think, I just wanted to make that point about like what it really looks like, you know, for me at least, how I feel like it's going to look like when I'm seeking with all my heart, and it's the same thing, right, about, I think we talked a lot about prayer, which is good, right, but the same thing about when I'm reading my scripture and all that stuff, that intentional time where it's like I'm really purposely taking time out of my day to just be one-on-one, you know.
0: No, I think it's really important, too, you know, if you're listening and you're just, like, a little worried, you know, if you're a little bit scared, like, because maybe you heard this and it did bring you conviction. If it did bring you, like, to that place of, like, dang, bro, like, I'm really not doing enough or I'm not even doing close to what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, you got to know that Jesus died for you. Like, he died. He didn't die for the righteous. He died for the sinner. He died for the people like me and Chris and for the basers and the bums and the, the everybody, bro, the weak at heart, bro. The people that are just full of sin. Like he didn't die for the, the clean version of you. He died for that explicit version, that unrated version. You know what I mean? And, no one is out of the the reach of Jesus's blood you know like it's literally here for all of us it's here to to wash us clean and set us free so don't let this this message or, or any message you hear that makes you feel some type of way turn you away from God just know that that's the Holy Spirit that's pulling on your heart you know pulling on you to to bring you closer to him and to grow in relationship with him and just some that that Matthew the 6 verse 25 to 32 about the not worrying, believe in that, stand on that, and, and trust it, you know, don't let your, your your circumstance where you are right now determine your salvation, let the word of God and the love that he has for you determine where you're going to end up for eternity, you know, and just a couple, like, verses that always help me, or that I, I try to bring to people when they ask for prayer, they're going through a hard time, you know, it's always, it's always kind of the same ones that stand out in my heart, and it's that Philippians 4, 6, and it's, it's just talking about don't be anxious, don't be fearful, don't be in depression or darkness, you know, pray. You know, anytime you feel those things, pray. And then also just um Romans 8.18, it, it basically just says, like, what you suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that God has for you. So if you're in a season right now where it just feels like everything's going wrong, where everything's getting harder and harder, it's just like it's that, that, that hope to keep your faith because it's like, look, what you're going through right now, like, you're going to be so grateful for it the minute you receive God's glory, you know. And no one knows when that is, but it's just up to us to to not figure out when, when that glory is going to be revealed. It's, it's up to us to stay faithful and continue to to. Bear that fruit to walk faithfully, to pray, to read our Bible, to connect with others, to love others and serve. You know, in hopes that that we'll be ready when God's ready to reveal that glory to us. You know, and it's just like huge thing for me, bro. Is just getting out of myself is literally just because selfishness is is literally the root of all that for me. Whenever I'm worried about me, I'm 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 anxious. I'm I'm depressed because I'm thinking about what I did in the past. I'm anxious because I'm worried about what I'll do in the future or I just feel like this worry because I don't know what I'm doing right now. But it's like all those things I'm focused on me, me, me. And no part of me is focused on what God did for me to deliver me from that dark past, what God's going to do to bring bring light to the future. And the simple fact that right here, right now, God is with me. You know, God is in the right now. So right now here in this moment, everything is okay because we are right here with God. We are gathered in his name, we are we are praying in his name, and we're reading scripture in his name. So it's like where his name is, there's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we gotta stand in that freedom, we gotta build that firm foundation so that when the enemy tries to come in and attack us, or when the ways of the world become overwhelming, it's like we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't we're not shaken. you know? We're strong, we're firm, we're, we're unified in the name and in, in the blood and the power of Jesus Christ. So let's just go ahead and uh wrap this one up with some prayer you know if you uh if you felt convicted by this message if you if your heart's feeling a little crazy run with it bro use this as your motivation to dive deeper into your faith and if you feel like you don't really got no faith like start somewhere bro get involved in the church find a church start going to church but even if you don't feel comfortable with that just start with prayer and just trust that wherever god has you going like like Run into it full heartedly Courageously you know boldly step into That faith that he's calling you to because he He just wants great things for you and the Greatest thing he could give you is his son and he already Did that and his son already made the Sacrifice so it's like bro Open your heart and you're good you're clean You're washed free So let's uh let's go ahead and pray Dear God we're just coming to you tonight God in a place Of gratitude God and a place of love God Lord, I pray that you would just open up our hearts and our minds to you, God. Lord, I pray that the people listening, God, would just know that they are so loved, that they're so cherished by you, and you just want them to just be in your presence, to be surrounded by you. And, Lord, that that you have called us to walk according to your will and your way, God, knowing that your good and perfect will will always prevail, Lord. So I'm praying over the people listening, God. I'm praying over those who feel feel weak who feel vulnerable who feel like their their life is in shambles god lord i pray that they would just know your your comfort and your protection god knowing that no matter what their life looks like no matter where they are in this moment god that they're they're loved lord that they're are chosen and that they're called to a greater purpose god that you have them here on purpose and for purpose god so lord i just pray that you would reveal to them lord that Whatever you have for them, Lord, that, that it'll come, Lord, in your time and in your way, God, knowing that your way is the best way and is the only way, is the only way to to salvation, is the only way to those gates of heaven, God. So, Lord, I'm just praying over the hearts of those listening, God. I just pray that their heart would be with you, that their mind and their their thoughts and their actions, God, would be centered around you god and lord even in those moments when we do fall god as you know we will i pray that we would not focus on our own actions but we would focus on the action that jesus made on that cross lord that that has cleansed us that has saved us and has renewed us god Lord, i pray that those listening would walk in the new identity that you've given them god that they wouldn't see themselves as 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 lost or broken or disgusting god but they would see themselves as children of god lord protected by the holy ultimate sacrifice that your son made god lord i ask that the holy spirit would fill them lord i ask that the holy spirit would push them into their calling lord that they would just just focus on you and just just find out what you have for them god that they would receive the love and the glory that you are god in your almighty name we pray amen